what's up dude man I, do you recognize me it's been so long it's been a long time yeah we've been uh yeah traveling and all kinds of stuff and trying to catch up with life and we're still in the middle of a pandemic because i guess that's still. our life now so yeah yes. yeah but it's good to see you man good to see you on the it's uh the great zoom to see you yeah yeah man yeah. You, look, yeah. you look you look bundled up i'm bundled <laughs> up yeah i'm in atlanta shooting something and it's uh unseasonably cold down here so ew. yeah 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 so all right yeah man. well should we do the thing because we didn't do the thing who, who are you do the, uh my name is Otto, and who are you i'm kwaku and this is radio zamunda the dope shit i was supposed to say that i know that's okay I'm, I'm, we're that's rusty. okay i saved we're, you i'm rusty it's, it's been a while it's been a while it. <laughs> i appreciate it um yeah. so i believe today's your turn my my turn. I just wanted to um, shout out my new favorite band that you introduced me to before we get to it. Boy Deluxe. Oh, has let's a, do this. Yes. Boy Deluxe has a brand new video, um, a brand new single, I guess, uh, called I'm the Blood. And they yes. just released their video like a couple of weeks ago. You guys will hear this in a, a week ago. Weeks, so. Yeah. 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 So go. anyway, just like they were a podcast guest a few episodes ago. Please, please yep. go listen to their music because they are the dopest. So please watch the video. Watch the, video. the video is stunning. Mm -hmm. Listen to the music. And mm -hmm. then I would even say, if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to it because when you, when you talk to them, they're lovely. Yeah. They're the dopest. They're just, they're, they're, they're I mean, they're creative, they're talented, they're brilliant, yeah. but mm -hmm. they're also lovely and funny. Yes. Yes. You know, okay, and so I'm. I see you. I'm gonna mm -hmm. yes and you mm. because uh, you brought you introduced me to someone. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I think it's David Cromwell or Cro Crowell. Crowson. 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 Yes, David mm -hmm. Crowson. Mm -hmm. David Crowson. I'm on. I'm on the gram mm. yesterday. I'm just yep. flipping through. You know, yeah. doing my thing. Thing. Yeah. And uh, I see that David Crowson uh has re recently partnered with one of the uh i think the producer or the showrunner mm -hmm. from insecure mm -hmm. and they are going to take harriet tubman mm -hmm. vampire slayer demon slayer put that demon slayer mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. and put that ish on tv mm -hmm. just Boss moves. you know Boss just, moves. just doing amazing work yep 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 the and only so... online comic i have ever read mm-hmm and it's amazing and it's hilarious and it's gripping. So yes, go and get David Crownson's Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Ooh, get up on it before dude, people, before it becomes, it's going to be the next thing where next, next Halloween, everyone's dressing up like this. You it. want to, you want to be up on it now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Am, I, am, I, am, I, am I lying? You are not lying. You are not lying at all. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so just had to point that out. Just, that, you know, people doing big things. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You That's know. how it happens. Part of the fam. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that said, you want to you want to yes. get to it? Let's do it. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Peace. Someone to hold you too close Someone to hurt you too deep To introduce you to you three 
formally, and then we'll get into the whole Radio Jamunda uh, Shmada Shmada. So, okay. Kwaku, these are my friends Jordana and Sean. Jordana and Sean, Kwaku. Hi. Hello, Kwaku. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. Nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, you too. Yes, yes. And I'm the noticing... only context I have for who you are is that you're in a garage. Yes, I know. <laughs> and but that's a, but that's actually huge. That means that you're probably not in Manhattan. Mm. Or I mm -hmm. could be. Mm. I guess that's true. I guess yes. that's true. You could be fantastically wealthy in Manhattan. Or, if, you know, I could be in person. some industrial garage in Williamsburg. Oh, right? or yeah, maybe, maybe uh, all you, you're, you're living in a garage in Manhattan. Which... I, I, I could be that as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is it cold? Because I'm always cold and I like, I always worry about people being cold. Are you cold right now? You can be cold in a garage. I feel like we're doing the reverse guessing game. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So anyway, uh, for those that's a you, first. Yes, that's a first. That's sorry. a first, and I kind of love that. I was gonna let let's that let that go. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who might be just joining us for the first Radio Zumunda interview that you've ever heard, but um, just to catch people up. Um, Kwaku and I's relationship has been based on he or I always setting the other person up with something that's really dope. And I'm always like, yo, have you seen this movie? And Kwaku's like, have you heard this album? Yo, yep. listen to it. And then we talk about it. And then one time a friend was hearing that conversation was like, you guys should have a podcast. And we were like, yeah, let's like do a podcast about music or movies. Right. And then Kwaku was like, dude, let's bring friends and people that we admire and, and, and are inspired by on and then introduce you to that person and just have a conversation about it. And mm -hmm. that's how Radio Zamunda was born. So yes. today we have my friends Sean and, and uh, Jordana. And the first thing that we always do is we give the other guy three opportunities, three guesses to guess what you guys do. And just for the record, I am the reigning champion of this. Oh my god! I, wow! I am, How long did that take you? I am like, <laughs> like out of the intro. How I'm long just, did that I, take I, you? I just want to make sure everybody knows what the record is. But I'm pretty damn good at this, and my friend Kwaku, who I know and love, is not that great. So I'm hoping this. I'm still trying to understand how this helps this conversation. I know. No, I love. There, we I only mean, we have one I clue. Think he's just psyching you out. I think he's trying to make you doubt yourself. Thank so, you, Jordana. Yeah. So you Thank go you. like. So maybe your first good instinct, you don't trust, and you go for a, a second less good instance. Yes. But can sure. I ask you, can I ask you both a question? Yes, sure, yes. Don't, like if I'm introducing somebody to something that I love and I'm like there while they're experiencing it, mm -hmm. it makes me anxious. Like it makes me anxious that they won't enjoy it. Like I, I feel a lot of like pressure about it or if somebody's introduced, like uh... do you feel pressure to like make it all work, make the other no. person like the thing. What no. if like, like wow. if a person <laughs> love me? What a disappointment, you know? Love like me. it's complicated. Yeah, like right before I get on the phone with Kwaku and I'm like, okay, just pretend that these two are awesome. Like no matter what, it's good. They're gonna suck, but like, dude, Be do easy. your best. Yes, just go easy on them, please. All right. So for I, I would Jordana, I would answer your question this way. I think. Uh, what are, are we going like five years? I don't even know anymore. Like the exactly. pandemic threw everything off. But yeah, at this point, we know each other well enough to know who to bring on. Yeah. 
and yeah. what the like are like when i'm bringing on guests for auto like literally my goal is who am i going to bring on that's going to make him squeal like an eight-year-old child uh, th that's what i go for mm. you know when i when i look for people and then he does the same thing he's like oh kwaku's one never going to guess what they do and yeah. two he's going to say oh this is so interesting i have so many questions yes <laughs> you and guys are going to get that. sick of us oh yeah, my god time. this is over. Yeah, we are going to be people. such a disappointment but anyway go, go <laughs> ahead go ahead okay so kwaku you have three guesses you guys can say yes or no if he's hot or cold and uh let's see how this goes so uh guess number one sir by the way look at how much he's enjoying this look at look, I know. Look, at, the, look at look at the it's like glee. icing the quarterback right <laughs> you right know what before. i mean just, or the kicker or whatever the kicker, yeah, it's yeah just that's like, what i meant yes the glee in his yes. face is, is is scary yes um okay Mm -hmm. uh uh jordana and and um oh see we did all this preamble sean, and sean yep. thank you mm -hmm. so i keep seeing gideon media there mm -hmm. and so i was gonna say gideon mm -hmm. so um otto is uh not as good at this as he thinks he is because he didn't ask you to change your name in your zoom thing now you're changing uh, it it's okay <laughs> i saw that uh, i know <laughs> yeah no. oh that's even better that's, that's even better okay. that's even that's better okay. yeah i did not google what you do mm -hmm. but i did see a media aspect there mm -hmm. Sorry. uh which, that's, no, that's no i i enjoy it he see, needs all the help not, he can get uh, <laughs> Oh, God. there's so much that people can't see. It's amazing that we don't do the video portion of this. Um, as I look around your room, I see that you already have your uh, is a, a Christmas tree, possibly a Hanukkah bush. I don't want to judge or mm -hmm. assume. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see a, a, maybe a rainbow flag back there, uh, a prince symbol. Um, and you asked me if I were in Manhattan, which means that you are all in New York. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Is this a look, guess? Look, look, no, I'm getting to my guess. Okay. Don't rush okay. me. Are we supposed to poker face it too? No, like, you okay. do whatever you want. Okay, great. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess that you are involved in media in some way. Um, and Jordana, you're very empathetic as far as this role and how this works. I'm gonna guess that the two of you are directors of some sort holy cranoli well oh, you're half right whoa this is okay See, you know what it is normally i start off with a joke and so Anto's mm -hmm. not used to but he, he <laughs> yeah. kept yeah wow. no. you know wow. that is so yeah, awesome i'm pretty amazed yeah, yeah. me amazed. too okay you know, that's because you have to pick up on the clues because normally yeah. I'm so far off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, mm -hmm. So this isn't the funny bit that how, we want it to be. <laughs> how much do we confirm? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's half right. I'm half right. So I'm halfway mm -hmm. though. So that's guess number one. I'm half right. Mm -hmm. You're not both directors. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm thinking, all right, you are, a, uh, uh, once again, I'm going to assume you're a couple. And then, so if you're coupling the director with the producer or director, and this is a wild one, maybe a sound person and a director. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's uh, insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is really. John, I'm really looking great. at your head. I'm looking at your headphones, Jordan. I'm looking at yours. They're not like the typical fare that people just randomly have. And you said I'm half right, so then that would make Sean the sound person and Jordana the director. Jesus, Damn. that is really solid. I, if, I wish I were wearing a hat so I could doff it. <laughs> yes. <to you. laughs> I mean, Ato, that's that is way like 
he would be right if he hadn't been that specific. Yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah, yeah. I I think the trash talk might have backfired. Uh, yeah, I, it might have. I mean, I okay. Like, I mean, so I'm not right. No, you're a hundred percent right. Ridiculously oh, okay. right. Uncannily. Okay. Well, I heard someone talking. I I was reading or no no. I was watching. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it Newsroom? Is that the show on Apple? Plus Apple oh, the, TV Plus. The morning show. The morning show. Morning show. Morning show. Mm -hmm. And this recent episode, they were talking about the director, but then and uh Jennifer Aniston's like, she just totally understands how to talk to actors. And I was like, Oh yeah, I see that as a thing. And then Whoa. Jordana, the way she was like, Oh, well, was there pressure? Whoa. That seems like a thing that you my would, mind is blown right now. I've never you know, seen you guess this well. <laughs> like, I'm just impressed. Normally, I'm just kidding around, but you're talking all this smack okay, to me in okay, front of people. Okay, you know, like okay. This. Man, I stand corrected. Oh, you can, so, so solid. You have a one more guess to, like, try to, you know, even narrow it further. I mean, I guess oh, just don't say okay. their social security numbers. or. Anything. I'm not going to say that. This Jeez. is what I'll say. Because uh, normally I'd start off with a joke and I'd say maybe you're like a brother and sister singing group from like the late 90s that <laughs> that had a couple of touch points on the Disney Channel, but never really popped. And so whenever you go out to cafes, people are like, have we met? <laughs> and, and you have you have the lives of, of uh, whatever, it, like, because Atu gets this a lot. If I go out with him, people are like, have we met? Do I know you? <laughs> you live you live in that in between in that and, and you're waiting it for it to end. You're like, yes. I don't even look the same as I did at 25. Yes. Um, exactly. People still recognize me. I have to say, I have to say you're getting colder. Okay. Yes. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> then guess number two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I mean, I don't know how you can get any closer anyway. So no, that's please. crazy. Please share. Yes, please share. Well, share. I, like, I, I, I mean, do you, is there a genre that you think that we might be involved in? That would, I would just, I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. just cause you're so, you're so hot on the trail. I just mm -hmm. want to see if like, if that's a vibe you could, you could pick up on. Documentary or drama, not comedy. Oh, really solid. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. solid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so funny. We actually got approached. Uh, we can feel you on everything, but we did get approached about making a comedy like a month ago, and I had to just be like, "We're not. We're not very good at comedy." I mean, he's <laughs> not that you're not funny. Not that you're not. No, funny. no, we are funny, but we're not good at entertainment. Funny, like we're not good I, at punchlines and stuff. I feel like we have. We do a lot of things with comedic elements. Yes. I don't. We don't usually do straight up comedy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but there's nothing that I've seen or heard because we might as well go into it that hasn't Please. made me laugh in many places but because of the attention to drama in detail but now i'm i'm getting ahead of ourselves let jordana and and sean tell you who they are and what they do because um, i'm very excited to have them on like wow do you want to tell her tell them or do you, do you want I, me to tell them i could start um so uh, we did theater for a really long time, and mm -hmm. now we do audio, um, and we do primarily science fiction. But we do like very kind of like emotionally grounded. There, it's like a lot of family dramas with sci-fi elements, or just like heavily character-driven. Um, uh, yeah, science fiction and other genre stuff. Some horror, some other things. But I but... should. But we also should say it's it's scripted audio that's being released as podcasts. So we do like uh... audio drama. That's that's our yeah. sp specific medium that we're working in now. Although we are still technically doing theater in New York, but 
we produced the last show we produced was in 2018 because by the end of 2019 yeah the theater closed down and yeah. so right. we we moved full-time into this and this is enormously satisfying and has made us money so <laughs> oddly going, enough right yeah going well, back to theater feels like um a thing we would do for love <laughs> okay all right here it. comes the moment i described earlier yeah I have so many questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to happen that soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, go go ahead, Otto. No, no, please. No, no. So I was going to say that the way we all know each other, and um, I can't say this name more than three times in a row. <laughs> or like he'll Beetlejuice. Yes, yes. Right. It's like Beetlejuice. But um, they are very good friends and incredible collaborating partners with... <sighs> Mac Rogers. Oh, I love yes. Mac. Fantastic Mac is amazing. Mac he's, he, he's yes. brilliant. Easy, easy, easy. Take it easy. <laughs> I didn't say his name. I just said he. He okay. is brilliant. I <laughs> think it was else? the compliment that, yes. uh, that, I, oh, I know. that was I know. the problem. Yeah. Yes. I know. <laughs> but that's how I think you guys came into my periphery, the stuff that you did with Mac. And all of you are so freaking brilliant and um i don't know the first thing that i saw i know you guys did like his his trilogy the honeycomb trilogy uh i, I know you guys did universal robots and all that stuff and before i knew mac and sean and jordana i i didn't think that you could do like a space drama on stage like mm. if somebody said let's yes. do sci-fi on stage i'd be like <laughs> okay yeah well it's gonna be stupid right but I have seen, honestly, the most compelling storytelling in theater and not trying to make theater look like television or movies, but like using theatrical elements and staging and whatever to make an, a, an absolutely gripping three-part drama in one case on fucking stage. Um, yeah. And I don't think I'd ever like, I, I think I've met Sean, but I don't think I'd ever met Jordana in person. Like, um, and, but like you guys have always been like, honestly, people who are just really fucking brilliant at what oh. you do and <laughs> on a level where, and, and there's going to be a lot of acc accolades coming. So just, I, I, I know both hang of you in are there. humble. Yeah, just hang in there. Right. <laughs> What I love about you guys separately and uh, and the combination with Mac is like there is a um, uh, there's like a signature that like when I'm watching or listening to something in the same way, if you watch a Wes Anderson movie, you know, you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, right? Mm. Like it's like it's that thing. And it's not like, oh, it's Wes Anderson doing Wes Anderson. It's like it is their the way they communicate it is their language and once you start to get it you start to enjoy it even more because you you are um it's so just compelling and beautiful and like you said it's like it's a it's a family drama but with space aliens right like right. you know what I mean or with time travel or whatever it is it is incredible that you guys have not just pulled it off just once on a fluke, but like, this is what you do. Yeah. And so when I find, I remember I got a call from Mac um, because they were doing a podcast called Give Me Away. And it was a radio drama podcast mm -hmm. with the same elements. And I'd, I'd listened to Mac's first uh, um, 
uh, uh, podcast called, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting what it's called. The one I, I remember was- The Message or the message. Life After? Yeah. The Message. And, and it just so coincided with me starting to really get into like audio dramas and listening to some really good ones and some really bad ones. And then I heard Max and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm like in my headphones, like wondering what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then yeah. these guys start to do stuff. And I finally got to work with one work on give me away um and matt called me he was like yeah we got one we're working on jordana and sean and i were done yeah you know if you want to do it and it was over covid and i was like yeah dude and like matt was like saying like if you got nothing better to do and i was like i'm in my room in brooklyn drinking and smoking way too much weed. And was this eating. during the giraffe phase? The uh, giraffe what? phase. Like yes. you guys saved me from the giraffe phase. So yeah. anyway, um, you know, just a, you know, a plug, just everybody who hasn't gone and listened to Give Me Way is it's on right now. It's a podcast, like it's all on all the podcasty medium stuff. Um, Gideon Media, just get on that real quick. We'll say, we'll plug all that stuff, but like I needed to have, get this monologue out because, you know, now we can ask you guys questions and like really pick your brains, but you guys are fucking brilliant. And if you ever have anything that you just need me to just come on and just say some shit, I'll come on and say some shit or bro. Oh, we will. Like, oh, we will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Sean, take you up on that. Yeah. I don't um, think he realized, like I, I sometimes can't even get him on the phone and he's promising you. <laughs> his voice. You know, just, That's amazing. Like, the face yeah. is extra though. You know what yeah, I mean? His face. Oh no, you got to pay for it. <laughs> right. Right. That's where he makes the money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> what we love to do on uh, Radio Zumbunda <laughs> is like, we're both, I, I love the origin stories. And now we have two people here, two artists um, and two sort of different like ways that you approach the art. Cause I know Sean, you are also an actor and I know Jordana, you are primarily a director, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you did music as well, or did you? Something uh well sean does music we we oh. wrote a couple of musicals that i wrote the lyrics for and okay. sean composed um okay. so yeah well, I mean, you guys... no no well well so um the aforementioned uh playwright the unmentioned yes. playwright yes and jordana and i wrote a couple of musicals together and when we submitted to the but but they would come in and sing snippets of music to me and i would suggest and Jordana worked a lot on the book with with the other guy, yes. and uh, <clears throat> and then when we had to submit it to festivals, they needed people's names for each thing, mm -hmm. and so I was like, well, I mostly wrote the music, and you mostly wrote the lyrics, and Mag mm -hmm. mostly wrote the book, but it really was the three of us having these either wonderful or terrible ideas together. I mean, we're mm -hmm. all all three of us are equally to blame for these creations, but yeah, my my day job has been in in music since um i mean forever since i was since i was little so okay all right so, so let's much. go yeah yeah so, so let's go much. back to when you guys were little like yeah. um like who wants to go first like like what where did the where did the arts come from in your life when where where did that come up um i mean for me like when I was a kid, 
if you did well enough in school, basically everybody left you alone. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so I was yeah. sort of like that kid where it was like, you know, mm -hmm. and then like, but I was just, uh, everything was so boring. I was just so bored all the time um, and not particularly popular. And then like, I went to an arts camp and like just being able to make stuff up mm. um, made, made me have friends. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, so it was it, like, it was basically just that's where my brain felt um it that's where it wasn't effortful to pay attention mm. um and that's where i connected with people so i think that that's kind of that that's sort of how it started for me mm. Mm. yeah that's a great way to phrase it like that's where when you're doing it that's where it's not hard to be there and to be a part of the slog mm -hmm. like you know you're actually an artist when you're doing the boring part and it's still okay. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I tend to love rehearsal more than performance anyway. And mm -hmm. that's what's great about doing audio is that we basically rehearse a scene. And then when we're done with it, I've already recorded it. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, the, the very quick version of my uh, uh, origin story is that my parents are both classical musicians and I grew up, my mom is, was a, a studio producer and a composer. My dad was a symphony conductor. And, uh, and so I started uh, doing music and stuff um, semi-professionally before I, my, my voice even changed. Um, but what it meant was, as I'm sure, like y you guys can probably attest, like being, being in the entertainment industry is extremely not glamorous and is just a lot of work. Yeah. And so um, I started producing audio and stuff um, in lieu of going to high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Sweet. And, uh, and then... Not that he, like, officially withdrew. Got no, no, no. I, I, you know, I was there for some of it. Uh, Lunchtime. <laughs> choir. I showed up for choir. I was there, yeah. If there were kids smoking behind the post office, I was with those guys. Um, yep. Kind of like a class. It's like a class. Yeah. I didn't, I, I couldn't get credit for it, but other, anyway. Um, <laughs> and then Jordana and I met at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, where Mac Rogers was also uh, Mentioned going to number two. Mentioned yes. number mm -hmm. The last one's got to be a good one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Or he appears like Beetlejuice. Um, and actually, Jordana was good friends with him, and I was good friends with him, but Jordana and I were, we were sort of, on the periphery of each other's friend groups um and then we all sort of went our separate ways for three or four years and came back together in new york um and we started this theater company in 99 yeah um and that's when um mac uh started doing a lot of um volunteer work at manhattan theater source which mm -hmm. i think is where you guys yes met and we mm -hmm. did one act there and um we actually produced a, a couple of plays there i think yeah. that hanukkah pageant and hail satan and stuff and we did some lucretia jones there yeah yeah so oh, yeah i remember that oh man i mean this is 20 years yeah, ago this is so. yeah you know i have to say like listening to you kind of talk through like our whole thing which was very lovely thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome um, like every beautiful thing you said about our work i was like you know what the secret is the secret is no money for a really long time mm -hmm. like which means like you can't afford a halfway decent special effect mm -hmm. 
So that means it's all on the actors, which pushes you toward that kind of like the, the more emotionally realistic, like textured perform, like, because mm -hmm. it's like, because you, like, you've already got the person in the room. So like, they, like, you might as well have them like do as good a job as possible. <laughs> right. So like, um, and then also that sense, like saying that, you know, our work has a, like a flavor, like a recognizable flavor to it. Mm -hmm. That's also having no money because it just means like, there's no glory to it. Mm. So you only do what you're like totally compelled and obsessed by mm -hmm. so then it's like so so then there's whatever that yeah. thing is it's like the becomes the driving force and like and so that's why it feels familiar because it's like the same people's obsessions over mm -hmm. and over again yeah and oh. i think we actually fell into science fiction because we were trying to do plays that everyone else did we didn't love doing them as much as we would have loved doing something nutty. And no matter what level of success we had, it was no success. So it was <laughs> right. like, we could get a rave in the New York Times and we were like, yes, our lives are about to change. And then they didn't. Yeah, and right. so then when Mac said, when Mac was like, hey, you know, I wanna do this like giant sci-fi epic. I wanna do this like really weird horror piece or whatever, we were just like, I mean, that sounds like fun and we might as well. The mm. living room dramas are, you know, they're they're getting us great press, but we're still driving a nonprofit into the ground. We may as well just do we're shows. We're still begging we love. people's friends yeah. to like come yeah. for free. Yeah. And like even even then, maybe they didn't want to. Yeah. So, yeah. First of all, the, the the phrase driving a nonprofit into the ground. <laughs> that if that isn't the tagline for your organization, it yeah. should be. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. I'm Since writing it down. Whatever, too, you know what I mean? It might even be the name of this podcast. Who knows? I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. fix all that. Um, you, guys, uh, you guys have touched on so much stuff. First of all, I'm going to back up even more. Sean and Jordana, where did you guys grow up? Long Island. Strong Island. Island. Yeah. Okay. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Wait a minute, both to of you. To a mall? Are... To, to one or, or, or um, more malls? An no. outlet mall? <laughs> no, I was, uh, well, of course, I've been to like the wine area, uh, the North Fork, of course. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I, I played in bands for years. And so I, where did we play? I think it was called the All Aboard Pub in Ronkonkoma. Nice. I don't, I don't even know if that still exists, but it was right by the train station. Yeah, I know that train station. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And plenty, plenty of plenty of great and Guns N' Roses played there at one point. Mm. Not Ooh. with me. <laughs> <laughs> Different bills. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, and then Sean. Um, oh, I I was born sort of in the Bay Area, um, but moved like when I was three weeks old. And because my parents were musicians, I just I lived all over the country and all over the world. Okay, up. I'm okay. not really from anywhere. There, so there's there's so much there's so much there where you're talking about your creativity that like I can relate Jordana to the boredom, um, uh, and and Sean I can relate to uh, music hitting you at a certain age and it really creating the lens through which you see the rest of the world, yeah. um, and then the even the piece you guys are talking about and I think you called it like lack of success, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here but like the lack of success giving you the freedom to be weird. Um, or the idea of not, well, first of all, there's the scarcity, not having access to things and that creating the, um, the ingenuity to find the way to create the thing that you want to create in other ways. Yeah. You know, like that is, you know, that's, that's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. Band. There's four mm -hmm. tracks, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, yeah. there's four tracks and they're mm -hmm. just, you know, um, 
and then and then the lack of success or the lack of uh of not even success but um well maybe called success giving you the freedom to be weird like mm -hmm. these are things that i want to touch on or even the freedom to not feel like oh well our fans are expecting this from us so mm -hmm. we can't do that project um these are i, I will ask this how has that freedom where initially it seems like it's holding you back or it's causing frustration actually created, um, uh, um, uh, I, I guess, like fulfillment in the art that you created. Can you talk about that a little bit? You want me to talk about it? Is that too no, heavy a question? No, 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 no it's, it's, a, it's a, no, no, it's just really just a question of who goes first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After you, dear Alphonse. Um, <laughs> no, so, I mean, yeah, the, the what it meant, what it has meant for us is that there was a period of time, the first 10 years that we were producing theater where we were just like, um, we produced this show called Fleet Week very quickly, I'm going to try and answer this as, as concisely as I can. But By the way, you don't have to be concise. We don't put a <laughs> clock on this. Okay. Hear as much or um, as little as you want. In 2005, George W. Bush had just been reelected. We were out of our minds with sadness. We could not believe it happened, especially because our community is very queer. We're like part of this extended like queer community. And the rumor was that the ban on gay marriage had picked up a lot of votes for Bush. Mm. So we, in a fit of anger, we were in a van doing a show, one of our shows upstate. And um, somebody in the van said like, I, what the hell do these people like? How do we defeat this with theater? There's no way we can. Mm. And we came up with the idea of making a musical, the, the, and it started from the idea that gay marriage would save New York from terrorists. <laughs> and then we worked our way backwards, constructing a giant two act musical about sailors on leave. And it was absolutely absurd. It won the Fringe Festival. We got extended. We sold out like the um, uh, the Lucille Lortel Theater. Mm -hmm. So the next year we were like, oh, they want us to do another musical. We got to think up another musical really quickly. Right. Um, we wrote another musical. I'm happy with some parts of it, but it was essentially a complete disaster. Mm. We, we were not driven by the same thing, but mm. we thought our audience wants this yes. and yes. we want to give it to them. And it was like, yes. this, this poster will look cool. I know what the mm. tagline Oof. will be. I know how we'll sell, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, art and, and commerce yeah and it was like and everyone was sort of like meh yeah and mm. we were sort of like meh um, yeah and it just like it just feels so much better when you like the thing um yeah. but then what ended up happening is somehow between me and you we came up with the idea that you know, everyone has Christmas pageants every year. Every theater company has a Christmas pageant mm -hmm. every year, and that's how they make enough money to survive. And we thought it'd be so funny to do a play where um, 
a theater company in North Dakota. It was, yeah, no, it was Cricket Creek, North Dakota, I think. Yeah. yeah or South Dakota. I can't remember which Dakota. Where they um, Their first found Jewish out, family has moved in. They found out a Jewish family was living in Cricket Creek, so they decided to do one night of a Hanukkah pageant oh, on no. the set of the Christmas pageant. Because oh. so, it's interchangeable. I yeah. get it. So, like, immediately we wrote this thing, fell absolutely in love with it. We could not have been slowed down to do it and so like there's a menorah in the back but when you look at it from a little ways back you realize they just put candles on a crucifix <laughs> oh and my god it's oh like god. it's it's yes. so and at one point like the woman whose theater company it is like they finally get to the meaning of hanukkah and like the, the oil lasting eight nights and the miracle of being welcomed as who you are. And she comes bursting in in a Santa Claus costume and yells, ho, 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 Merry Hanukkah. <laughs> and so we were just like, we were in love with it. And yeah. when that went up, like people adored it. And mm -hmm. like, it took us maybe a couple more years to just be like, well, wait, if we love something and we make it mm -hmm. and everyone hates it, at least we made a thing we love. Yes. But if we don't really care that much about something and we make it and everyone likes it, mm -hmm. then they liked something that we didn't really care about. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really weird to say that to somebody who's like young and starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like the 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 failure of that second musical meant more, I think, to our company than all of the successes put together because mm. it clarified that we just, that that we are driven, we are compulsive people. Mm -hmm. And if we don't pay attention to our compulsivity, we aren't going to make, we aren't going to finish the thing yeah. well. We're just not going to do it. it it's, okay. it's, it's so interesting. Oh, were you about to go? No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. It's so interesting because we, I feel like you know, between, between Kwaku and I, we always come up against this thing where creativity driven by resource scarcity, yes. you know, forces the artist to do what they're good at. And then as soon as you throw a buttload of money, as soon as, you know, let's say I get a pile, uh, you know, a fucking series on, you know, CBS and, and it's boring. Right. It's like, I don't want to do this. Right. I remember the times when I was working at the Manhattan Theater Source and we, Josh and I and Mac was there. Uh, Josh, uh, uh, Joshua James, a past guest of ours. I didn't say his full name, did I? No, could say, be okay. anyone. Could be anyone. Could be okay. anyone named Mac. Any Mac. Any Mac. Okay. So anyway, uh, I just remember how exciting and how desperate those times were. And we were, like you said, we were doing things that we liked because we couldn't guess what everybody else liked and why yeah. would we do other things that somebody else guessed. And then suddenly you find your own language and you find your family rather yeah. than trying to manufacture it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that like everybody goes through that. If you look at, and then I look at like the the different like movements of like popular music or popular yes. art where yep. you know, 60s rock was amazing and like late 70s, mid 80s rap was incredible but as soon as you throw the money at it it everything sounds the same it's all boring blah 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 blah. and yeah how do you communicate to somebody who's young and up and coming and just to go find your lane stay there dude and like sometimes you got to starve but like it'll be better than the other things like trust me it's like it's such mm -hmm. a weird mix of things i'm I also mean, not a total purist in this mm -hmm. way like i you know because like the purity is like amazing and only gets you so far and you do have to pay the bills 
somehow. And I also like, we do corporate gigs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so do I. there, and I, there's a thing that I love about it. Cause I, it's just totally different in my mm. mind. Like when I'm working for somebody else, mm -hmm. I'm making their thing. Mm -hmm. And as long as like, and I, I, I've learned that all I need to know going in is who cares about what, where I mm. fit into it. And I just, I kind of love knowing that my authority and like ends there. And as mm -hmm. long as I know where it ends, I'm like, I'll do the best job I can do wherever my box is. Yeah. Fine. Like pay me and we'll mm -hmm. use that to make what we want later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and it's also like, there's something freeing about being like that moment wasn't perfect, but they like it. Yeah. Cool. Great. Good I for think you. I will sleep tonight. Like, cause when it's my thing, when it's all my thing, yeah. I will sweat stuff into the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, I don't know, it's, it is sort of nice. First of all, the checks are nice. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you have the money to, to follow your bliss and, and pay people, you know, like, pay the people who are working on it a somewhat living wage um and then do the up like when we're when we are only working on our own stuff and had no you know like no infrastructure or whatever mm -hmm. like that's hard yeah. um and you know and i've had a day job forever too so then it's like you run out of steam mm -hmm. just trying to make stuff happen you know what i mean so it's like yeah. i don't i feel like i was I, as much as I believe in like follow your bliss, make your thing, like do what you're obsessed with, it feels like a little bit of a lie to pretend that you can just do that. Yeah, you just <laughs> you helped know? me through my current predicament. Thank you for that wisdom. <laughs> Thank you, honestly. Take the check. Take oh the yeah, check. yeah. Oh. <laughs> then, I've been taking then, them checks. Yeah, right? but, yeah. I hear that loud and clear. That was awesome. I do wonder too, if it's not a matter of two different kinds of humility, like there is allowing yourself to serve the muse, you know, like mm -hmm. if there's a thing that's driving you, particularly in theater or in audio, or when you're a musician and you're working in a band or in an orchestra, or if you're an actor and you're in an ensemble, there is a way of saying like, okay, I want, I want to serve the larger good of this. And if the larger good is my voice, then I'm going to remain committed to that. Mm -hmm. But if the larger good is somebody else's voice, then it is attention to the voice. It's like being humble to whatever the source of inspiration is. Mm -hmm. And it does make like, I mean, I've never, I've never had a series on CBS, but it does make a series on CBS difficult because mm -hmm. you know that the voice is actually probably more the invisible hand of capitalism than it is <laughs> mm -hmm. a, a like an actual auteur's you know vision yes. mm -hmm. but um but what's really nice is um when we're doing corporate stuff or even my sister is a uh um is a tv director and she talks a lot about having to direct in the style of mm -hmm. the the showrunner and the the person who like created the pilot she just did an american horror story and it's like that you have to direct that show yeah. the way the show is made yeah. right and but it it means that she she is not she is she was hired to do it mm -hmm. so she's bringing in herself but she's also a worker among workers which mm -hmm. is a really noble thing it's mm -hmm. it's a it's this really difficult balance 
if it was easy to say, just follow your voice and ignore everything else, mm -hmm. then everyone would do it. Yeah. And if it was easy to say, look, if someone gives you a check, do what they ask you to do and shut up, yeah. then it would be easy to do it. Mm -hmm. But instead, like as an artist, somebody hires you because they want you. And then once you bring them you, sometimes you have want to a like, little less you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, so, so as you're describing this, as, you, as you're describing this, I'm thinking because I literally had that. Like I, I, you know, you know, I played in bands, but I, I also sang on commercials, and that is always like there. You reach this moment. It's the same thing, Jordan, and what you're talking about. The checks are great. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, because you're the capitalism pays, um, especially in advertising. But when you're sitting in a room and someone's like, all right, well, that's cool. But could you sing it with a little more of a smile? And they're on speakerphone saying this, listening to the playback. And then in your mind, you're like, well, this money is going to be really good. But what the fuck is this person saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and even Jordana, what you were talking about, like the siloing of it acting as a, and because the other side of it is if you have friends or artists and they ask you to sing on something and you're like all right cool what do you want do you want me to do it more like this more like this mm -hmm. and it's really nice to be like use me as your instrument in mm -hmm. this section mm -hmm. and that siloing of your of your skill set in order to create art as opposed to uh sean what you were talking about um following the muse you know and that the siloing has the money the muse has the gratification mm -hmm. and it, it feels like we're trying to create this Venn diagram mm -hmm. of that sweet spot in the middle of those mm -hmm. two circles. And that is the struggle that every artist has. Where, how am I finding, how am I, how am I doing what, you know, what's his name? Uh, is it Donald Glover with Atlanta? How am mm -hmm. I, how am I doing something in a corporate yeah. structure where you're hearing my voice and I'm still touching people and I'm making them think, but also I have the money to produce it in a way where I'm getting paid, but also my product is amazing. That's why you got to do shit with friends, right? So <laughs> that's like, what it is. What Thank you just you. reminded no. me is I'm going to replug, uh, give me away. So, you know, when we would do our sessions, I'd never worked with Jordana or Sean before. Um, I'd worked with Mac before. Had I worked with Mac? I know you at least did readings with him because I, I went to a reading yes, that yes. you were in. Yeah. I did readings with Mac. And the way, like, yeah, this is the thing that I've been trying to get back to, right? Because these guys work so fucking well together and it's like seamless. Like even if there's yeah. a disagreement, it's never like an ego disagreement. It's just like, uh, well, this is this should be blue. Well, I think it should be red. And then like, there's something that happens in between. And the way you guys communicate that is incredible. And it's like, if you could be in that situation, me as an actor, where I'm getting notes from a director like Jordana, who knows how to speak to actors and knows how to like sort of activate the different things. Oh, and you like, can see that. 100%. You know what I mean? And and yeah. is not is not at war with the writer who you know chimes in and says, "Well, it should be that." You know what I mean? Like there's there's a nurturing aspect of that mm -hmm. that you as the the artist feel really safe to like try to explore and you are trying to serve the muse, right? Because this is, they've hired me to do this and they're friends and they're people that I really admire. So yeah, I want to come in and do really well. I want to smash yeah. this, but it's yeah. also like, oh, it, it's it's really lovely to see. And and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that you guys are doing the corporate gigs and like you guys have had success. So like you guys are also making some money. So it's like nice to know that my friends are making money and they are providing a, uh, 
a, uh, uh, an environment where other artists can potentially make money and pay their bills in a really safe, nurturing, creative environment that doesn't feel corporate, that doesn't feel like shitty and all that stuff. And so like, that's, that's what I experienced with you guys working. I was like, damn, these people are good. You know what I mean? I'm in my closet, you know, (laughs) on this mic doing this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I've been on, you know, whatever million dollar sound stages doing this and not having anywhere near as fun, making a hundred billion times more money. And I'm like, fucking, (laughs) no, no, but you know. A hundred billion times. But but was he paying you? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying like give Jordana and Sean that kind of resource, right? And And what happens? Exactly. Fucking hell, dude! Like that's all Mm. I'm saying. Mm. It sounds like, but before you guys talk, it sounds like you create a a space that allows um, the the artists that you work with to have the creative confidence, not just to follow the muse, but to also push what they mm. would do because the muse isn't it, it's not it's not a gps it's mm. not a straight road <laughs> right you know yeah, it's yeah. it's you know it's it's mm. arteries it's living and breathing there's different yeah. directions you can go and that produces different colors and and within these corporate spaces it's normally all right well uh, turn left here mm-hmm. i'm sorry please continue mm-hmm. i didn't mean to cut you off i mm. know oh, it's just very it's all very exciting so i feel like mm. we all want to talk all the time right. <laughs> it's all very exciting but yes. uh Two, yeah, two responses to that. One is, again, thanks to really small budgets, mm-hmm. we had to learn how to make a nice environment because mm-hmm. why would somebody come back the next right. day? Like, we're not paying them <laughs> enough to keep coming <laughs> yeah. back, right? If True. we don't make that a nice room mm-hmm. where it's an exchange and people are respected and have like feel valued and feel like they're contributing, mm-hmm. we have nothing, right? right? So that like that trained us, I think, to like, make a good creative space um and then the other thing is going back to the whole like following the muse thing i think there are two ways to do it and one way makes you kind of a schmuck and like like it's like if you are so in love with your own muse that you're not able to collaborate Mm. then your muse isn't helping anybody right so like especially in a like i so it's like how much faith do you have in your ideas you ha- especially as a director, which is such a nebulous thing to be like, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of shows don't for like audio, they don't have directors or they have somebody who is not trained as a director and just sort of calls themselves a director or whatever. Um, so it's like, in, I have to believe in my ideas a certain amount to believe okay. I have a reason to be there, yeah. but I also have to have flexibility yes. to just care that it's good and exciting mm-hmm. and not care whose idea it was. Mm. Because if I'm if I'm tallying that, if I'm making sure that it's that my idea wins, yeah. then it's gonna it's not gonna be very good and it's not gonna be very fun. Yeah, and like in terms of like the do it again with more smile and the GPS thing, <laughs> it's like that I mean, first of all, I've been in your position, like as a studio musician, uh, I, and I did a lot of vocal recording, like as a studio musician, I can't tell you how many times we've run into that problem, but Jordana in particular has done a brilliant job of training the, um, corporate producers to give Mm -hmm. notes that she can translate. Mm. So when people are like, well, um, maybe they should do this. uh, Oh, I really want to hear them breathing here. I really want to hear them breathing. Mm. And what Jordana has trained them to say is, 
it's not coming off as scary. Is there something you can do to make it scarier? Mm -hmm. And Joranic is just like, yeah, that's why you hire a director Mm -hmm. so that you wrote a scene that's scary. We produce a scene that's scary. And if you aren't getting the scene scary, then you go to the director and you don't say, can you do it with more of a smile? What you do is you go to the direct, you go to the artist and you say, um, we want this to sound like you're having the best night at a nightclub. Can you help us get there? Yeah. And then, you know, then you get to have notes that, that, that are meaningful to you. Um, and the only other very quick thing I'll say, and I'm going to use his name again, Mac Rogers has has been, uh, his, he writes with the idea that actors are only going to want to do interesting roles. And so he writes characters knowing that we can offer people some money, but not a ton of money. Mm -hmm. He wants them to come back. And what that means is that every one of his pieces has no ancillary characters. Yeah. All of his characters, all of his characters have to have a reason for being there because Mm -hmm. Mac feels guilty if an actor shows up and doesn't have a reason to be there. I feel Mm -hmm. like everybody should have to do stuff on no budgets for a Mm -hmm. little bit, for like a little, like we had, there's one show that we had where um, we had one of our designers had just come out of an MFA program and was Mm -hmm. highly regarded in her MFA program. And she put together a lighting design for us um, that was like, five times our budget because she was a great lighting designer with tons of resources right um and so we switched for the next show to a lighting designer who had worked in indie theater and did a great job with the resources we actually had and so like there is like scrappiness i feel like is Mm -hmm. uh is such uh an underappreciated thing. I love, I love scrappy. I'll take yeah. scrappy any day. I don't even know if I'd call it scrappy. It's interesting the way like you're talking about, cause I haven't said it yet. The way that Mac Rogers. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Right. Oh, the cuss. Which is fantastic it's because I us. saw his, I saw one of his plays. I think, I think it was the robot one. Is that I'm the one that universal did, robots. Yeah, universal yeah. robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the idea of there being no ancillary characters it's so, uh, first of all, I'd love the idea of like uh, these simple ideas and how they, or these simple concepts and how they ground these larger creative pieces. The idea of there being no ancillary character or characters of Jordana, which you're calling scrappiness, it really means that every, like there are no wasted moments. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, if you're exercising, they're always talking about it. it's about efficiency and 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 that you're not wasting any movement and that mm. everything is effective mm-hmm. and is powering you forward. Mm. If you're listening to an amazing song, like uh, like I, there's this Jeff Buckley song that I love, "Lover, You Should Have Come Over." Mm. You listen to that song, mm. and the song is like pushing five minutes, but if you analyze that song, every change is so specific and leads to the next thing that you know when you listen to it the first time you're like oh this is a good song it's really powerful i felt an emotion and you break it down and you're like oh right there then he, br- he brought in the, the second time around he brought in the third and then the fifth and then he brought in the octave oh and that's why it leads to this and he brings it down and, and if like a really amazing song as you're producing it out every little thing 
hints towards what's coming up afterwards so that it doesn't feel like it's three or six minutes. It feels like it's 15 minutes. Yeah. It feels like you come out from underwater. You're like, <gasps> after it ends, you're like, what? Well, that was only that short. Mm -hmm. And then if you think about that in terms of plays or even podcasts, something, especially a podcast, especially a scripted podcast, and I'll be honest, I haven't listened to a lot of them, mm -hmm. but we're taking away the visual aspect. So it's like, you have to capture people. And so you have to be dropping in these little, people call them Easter eggs or whatever, but I, I call them, I call them scaffolding. Mm, yeah. You know, Absolutely. And you, you know, you have these things that are connected to each other that you don't realize that are connected to each other until you go back and listen, or if it's a TV show, you go back and watch. You know, I, I love that. And, and the idea of how that pushes creativity, because I feel as artists, uh, we're, we're told, all right, the more successful you are, the bigger it is, the, the more people who, who want to see it, the more numbers behind it, and the more resources you have. Mm -hmm. But it literally is the opposite. That will fuck you up. Yeah. Yep. Having that Absolutely. many options. Yeah. Yeah. Or getting them too early, like too, too young or too early in your career. Yes. I think yeah. like, yes. you know, I, yeah, I haven't had major budgets yet. If I got one, I don't, I don't think it would go to my head too much. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Hard yeah, to yeah. say. They'd be like, Jordana, there's another $4 million. You'd be like, nah, 40,000 square. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'd be like, right. Jordana. <laughs> no, it's actually true. Like, I'm actually not allowed to be involved in any contract negotiations. Because I'm always like, it's fine. We'll do, it's fine. Whatever. If we can make it work, we'll make it work. And she's right. like, no, you don't say that. You don't say that now. That's amazing. So... God, this stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. It 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 gets me so um, it gets me so excited to hear like the nuts and bolts of it, especially since like like we've never had a discussion about it. I've only mm -hmm. like admired you in the in the in the sort of periphery, and then been able to work one time with you guys and been like, oh my 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 feelings were confirmed on that. They're not dicks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, right. They're, you know, they're doing this in this way. And it's also like an incredibly pleasing experience. Like I was recording my part. I, the only place in my, uh, apartment is like a hall closet where I have to like shove myself <laughs> in and then like hang a blanket behind me. Like it's the worst, like, you know, you're on for an hour, maybe two hours you're recording this. And like, never felt it go by because I'm like trying to like do this thing and like and you're just fucking around with your friends but you're making something incredible um yeah. and so you, you know can you give us like a little bit more like a color about like that process like you've you've suggested it you've, you've you've touched on it a little like where you'll be on the bus and you'll have this spark of an idea about a musical and then you do it like how does this happen when it's like you and Sean but then like throw in Mac Rogers or maybe another writer like how does that sort of <gasps> oh my god I said it again see oh god oh god well I mean I can tell you that there have been a couple of different I don't mean to jump no, on um there have yeah, been a yeah, couple please. of different moments uh, uh Mac wrote a piece called God of Obsidian that Jordana directed um it is a two-person play that is sort of based on um a, a domestic um, abuse situation that is set that is based on a, a sort of gaslighting relationship. Mm. And we had a play that we were going to develop. And then November of 2016 happened. And a week later, Matt called and said, I'm writing a different show. Mm. And that's what it is about what we're doing that's different than TV and film. Mm -hmm. Because by the spring of 2017, 
we were doing a different show. It was like that. We we just knew it was a new thing. Um, Give Me Away was was started. Uh, Mac did not start writing it until um, we were working with the Vampire Cowboys in in tw- early 2020. They wanted to do a series of like Zoom shows with a bunch of theater companies. They used to do this thing called um, the Saturday Night Saloon, uh, mm. where they were episodic things, one each month, and each theater company would do like a 10 to 15 minute excerpt of a serialized genre mashup. Mm-hmm. So it had to be a this and a that together. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me away was um it once uh, give me away he had he had started developing it and we were talking about a different podcast that we were going to do a different show but the situation at the border the summer of 2020 like everything once we realized that once max started feeling like radical hospitality Mm. like the the ex, uh, uh, the ex, the need for those in power to um, empower and um, give personhood to people who clearly should have it mm-hmm. and are being denied it mm-hmm. that became the center point of what we do and so I think like we're talking about all of this other stuff the Corbett stuff and the muse and everything but there's also a sense of um, like being driven by what science the best that science fiction has to offer which is these um allegorical stories so Mm, you when people i heard somebody on the radio talking about um like these billionaires now who are trying to build you know rockets to space and everything because they were in love with sci-fi but they missed the characters and focused on the gadgets. <laughs> right. And wow. And like what science fiction is, if you if you only read like m- white male science fiction writers from the mid fifties, mm-hmm. you're gonna get one thing. But if you read, you know, Ursula Le Guin and, and James Tiptree and like mm-hmm. all of the people who aren't that, mm-hmm. um, then you're gonna realize that science fiction is about building allegory. Mm-hmm. It's not about time machines and it's not about space lasers. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Give Me Away became. It became Max and all of our way of talking about radical hospitality, about talking about um, uh, fighting for personhood, even when people like you, you need to fight for personhood, even for people who whose voices can't be heard or yeah. whose voices aren't understood. Yeah. And so like that that i think is what has driven our company as much as anything like just the idea of using the allegories to talk about what's actually happening in the world you know it was funny about what just happened and i'm going to comment on that um and kwaku since you didn't listen to you haven't listened yet to give it away you're not going to get this but this will not give anything away thank thank you ironically as soon as like I'm in Atlanta and I think maybe because the Braves won, there's like a crowd outside of people screaming. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you started talking about, and they'll know what I'm talking about. As soon as you started talking about give me away, it was like an eerie scream of like Whoa. thousands of people outside. And I was like, holy shit. Like if you saw it, I turned outside. And I was like, I thought you guys had like a sound effect or something. Um, we said you up. Yes, yes. Yeah, Kwaku, you will uh you will know what is I will appreciate this, uh, this podcast. Yes. 
and I think that's what I really appreciate about like in general, how you put that, that was beautiful. Um, it's, it, it's what I, you know, clearly it's what Star Trek was about and all of these things, right? Um, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, mm -hmm. all of that stuff, anything Octavia Butler's every, any, oh, yeah. all of that stuff, right? And what you guys do very well is you are, you, you write and produce, not that there's anything wrong with children, but like you write for adults. You don't, you don't make things that are too fucking didactic or on the nose. You make things that force you to like think and appreciate and well, why is that there? Do you know what I mean? And like, you don't do it in a way that is like, you're not even preachy about it, but it's, and it makes it just more beautiful because you, there's nothing that I've ever watched or listened to that even when I'm in the story, so I know what the fuck is going to happen, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh, I didn't fucking know. Oh, damn. Like they put that in there. I didn't even like, do you know what mm. I mean? Like it's like things that continue a conversation. And I think that's what really great art is, right? It's like yes. you get that first impression of whatever that painting or the, the, the story you read or whatever. And then it continues the conversation as you leave, as you leave the movie theater, as the regular mm. theater, as you put the book down and then you're talking with your partner or whatever. And I think that's like the, you know, the, the, the sort of soft power that art has, right? Because yeah. it, it, we, we plug it into the roots and we, we, we germinate the, the seeds and the soil with it. And so like, not in the moment, but maybe 10 years down the line, you don't realize how this thing affected you. Cause I'll Ooh. bet you people have listened to your current podcast, give me away and not thought about what you just said, but that's in there. I mean, there's like moments and there's bits that like sort of germinate it, but like you'll turn around the next day and be like, Oh shit, personal dude. Like, yo, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I, I'm sorry, I cut you off, Kwaku. No, no, I was just going to say, as you were talking, I, I haven't seen this whole thing, but my, mm. my wife and my son were really into this documentary on mushrooms uh, that's mm. on Netflix. And it that. talks about how the mushrooms and roots of trees, mm -hmm. it's not that the trees are fighting over resources in the mm -hmm. ground, mm -hmm. but there's a network where yeah. they're talking to each other. The mycelium, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Thank you. See, I know, I knew I was going to get you with the science yeah, piece. Yeah, I knew I was going to get yeah. you with this. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like what you're doing with art is the same thing with people's mm -hmm. subconscious. And yeah. tying it to culture, where there's subconscious, like you're layering all of these things. We're talking about the scaffolding, where it's hitting yeah. these different points within their brain, which is which is probably like the power of art. People think of artists or music. It's like, it's about protest and it, and it has to be about an image of Che Guevara. And it's like, yeah, that's a level of it. <laughs> but what are the things that are touching you where it's like, it's creating, it's creating new lenses for you before you even realize it happens where you're hearing it enough, you're experiencing enough. And then when you experience, when you are, you're making a connection or a correlation to something in the real world, it forces you to have more than one perspective on it. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it and it's not it's not just narrative fiction. I think the same thing happens with music. I think mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think like music without a vocal component, without lyrics, like when you're listening to the way a piece is constructed, a really good composer or a really good songwriter will use a turn of phrase or will use a chord progression in a certain way or even just a chord voicing yep. so that your head your mind is reminded of a moment like mm -hmm. you are led into an emotional moment and it's uh i mean this this was the thing that was really hard growing up 
um, trying to learn music is that I just, you know, wanted to be right. I wanted to get it mm -hmm. right. I wanted to do well. And, um, which is it very was, classical. That's very yeah. classical music, by the way. It's like, yeah. are you playing it right or not? Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember uh, a friend of mine was a really, really good jazz guitarist. He actually ended up going, we were in high school at the time. He ended up going to Berkeley for, for guitar, like for jazz guitar. And I asked him if he would teach me how to play guitar because I was playing some, but, you know, I was whatever. I was, I was just playing chords and, you know. And he was like, what do you want me to teach you? And I, I said to him, like, I just, you know, I need to know what, you know, what are the, what are the right notes? What are the wrong notes? Mm -hmm. And he didn't teach me, but what he did say was there are no wrong notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then left me to my own devices. <laughs> and it, it's, it took me about 20 years from that to finally be like, oh, no, 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 no. These notes just serve a function. They're mm -hmm. not. The right only reason yeah. the only reason that they might be wrong is if they're serving the wrong, you know, the wrong function for what you want them to do. And, you know, I totally agree. I think all of this stuff, we drop it in and we have to have faith that we are throwing seeds everywhere. Yeah. And sometime in the future, it'll be a forest. Mm. Mm. Well, oh, so, so I have two questions. One. I feel it's more deliberate than that. You guys aren't just throwing seeds out in the yard like, well, something's going to grow. It, I, I feel like you are definitely more deliberate about that. Even I haven't, I haven't seen or heard any of your work yet, but in talking to you, there's definitely an intentionality even to your answers. So it, it, it definitely does not feel like you're just flinging stuff out. And being like, <laughs> ideally, some fruit's going to grow. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I want to jump back a little bit because Jordana, I want to hear more about how you transitioned from being a board student to being a director. You know what I mean? Because if you're if you're someone who does well in school, there's tons of things that people can ask you to do or that you're being pushed towards. And and I'm sure, you know, now that I have kids, it's like, you know, your parents are probably saying, you want to be a director? Could you be like an architect or something like this? Or, and, and then Sean, I want to hear more about how you went from being the kid of two musicians to who you are now. Mm. Whoa. All right. So that's a lot of things. Uh, it is. Uh, the, so in response to the first thing you said about like, it's not just like throwing seeds wherever, like there are, I feel like there's two, two levels uh, when I'm working. There are the things that the audience absolutely has to get or it won't work. So there's information and there's motivation and there's like there are there the story will not be comprehensible if they don't understand a certain number of things. Yep. Other things we just have to know internally. And I don't know that everyone is going to get it. I don't know that everyone needs to get it, but I feel like um, that sense of clarity and intention will come through and specificity will come through, even if people don't know why. Um, they'll know they'll know that it that it was made uh, with with care and and clarity. Mm -hmm. So like there are um, yeah I, I I I could go off on a really long thing, but I'm not going to do that. Um, you can though. This is no nah, yeah, but uh, but then I won't answer your other question, and I wanna I wanna do a good job. Uh, <laughs> she wants uh, to get it right. I was gonna right. say Jordana, there are no right answers. Yeah. There are no wrong answers. Um, I think like we also have kids and like what when you when you have a kid you learn what you care about because like you 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 just have fewer hours in the day and you right. just realize what you like the hobbies that you're not doing anymore versus the ones you still do because like you have to do it mm -hmm. and I, I like 
theater was just that directing was just that like i was theoretically an actor when i was very young um but i didn't like go to auditions mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that right. just was like that sucked um <laughs> and it turned out that like the things that you have to do to actually be an actor were not at all for me and then um you know like as i, I interned at a theater and i wasn't in a show and i was like oh can i just assistant direct that and then what you know and then you're doing it and you're like oh actually this is everything i thought i liked about acting but i don't have to like figure out where to put my hands or like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i know yeah i struggle like, with it on this podcast so I know exactly <laughs> you know what i mean like i did like it didn't it didn't matter what right. it looked like it didn't matter if i was like physically awkward or what like it was just the creative stuff and i just mm. loved it so much and mm. then when my father and I um, started to work together, there was just a sense of like, um, oh, I don't want anybody else to direct this. Like I started to get possessive um, of his work. Um, and, and so I don't know, it's just like, I, I can't explain, I can't like, you know, I went to college, I was gonna major in some other things and then I didn't like those things. And then I just kept doing plays. In? What were you gonna major in? Like philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, the only, like the only thing maybe less practical than theater. Cool. <laughs> um, I love how cool. you said it like it's an invective. You're like philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. No, but then like I you just spit like spit it out. Then I was just like mad at those classes and those professors, yeah. and like you know, I think I was probably a nuisance, and so they didn't like me, and you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like I think you can say that you're any number of things, but eventually how you spend your time is the truth of your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, Boom. Oh, that's God heavy. Damn, girl. Right? Right? <laughs> right? right? You, just, you, just, you just flip bars like that? Just man. casually <laughs> dropping it. Y'all trying to live with her. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Spend well, your days with someone who's like five times smarter than you. Yeah, I picked up my pen just out of reflex. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was in class. I was like, well, mommy amazing. said <laughs> how you spend your time truly defines you, dad. Ooh. It's bullshit. <laughs> I haven't won an argument in 20 years. <laughs> God damn, that was hot. Wow. Okay, Wait, did you say sorry. that one more time? Sorry, I just want to. I, I don't even remember. What, no, now I'm embarrassed and I don't oh, remember what sorry. I said. Okay. No, I mean, I think like, like you you can think like, I'm a writer, I'm an actor, I'm mm-hmm. a this, I'm a that. Um, mm. But like, um, you have to show up each day. And mm. like, there is drudgery to everything. And what's the drudgery you can handle? And like, and, and you know, where, yeah, where do you where do you spend your time? Mm. Where does your mind go anyway? Um, mm. Because um, if you're fighting against that all the time, I mean, it's mm. just hard enough as it is, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. No, that's fair. That is so fair. Sean, what what about you? How did you uh, um, get to this place where you? Well, I think actually the best thing when you are raised by classical musicians, I I don't like the fact that they gave me a very um, a, a very judgmental look at music and the world of the arts, like. There wasn't a single person that my parents couldn't shit talk. And, <laughs> and like, and this is, <laughs> this is like the 70s and 80s when my dad was was a fairly successful conductor. And so the all of the big classical music and opera stars of the day 
would come through and sing with the orchestra and then they became friends with our family and stuff. Um, no one had any money. These people were all famous. Everybody was broke. Mm -hmm. And I, and like, there is no, like Kitchen Confidential's got nothing on an orchestra. Like wow. these guys are just <laughs> drunk pirates, like barely surviving. Um, but the one, there are a couple of things. Like, first of all, my parents grew up running, you know, running a nonprofit, literally. I mean, like an orchestra is a nonprofit. My mom was picking up gigs everywhere she could. She would, she, she would write these giant orchestral pieces that would play in Europe. And then she spent most of her time writing three-part choral pieces for high schools and colleges to, mm -hmm. to do with their choirs. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll never forget, there was, there was one experience, I've told this story before, where um, my, my dad had a, had a green room. And when he got off stage, he would change out of the tux that he had been wearing on stage into a dry tux because the green room was where everybody would come back and he was just drenched head to foot. Yeah. And I remember one time I like, I had a little tuxedo and I was Aww. like six. Aww. So I was wearing my little tux. My dad had changed into his tux and we went to this cocktail party for the board. And there were all of these like wealthy people walking around. And I thought I was awesome. I was like in a tuxedo. <laughs> my dad was in a tuxedo. My brother was in a tuxedo. We were just like, I thought we were just like, I wanted a cane and like <laughs> sunglasses. I just thought I was amazing. And I came over to my dad and I was just like, I can't believe like we get to wear tuxedos. Like, look at us. And my dad like leaned over and he said, look at the room. The only people here who are wearing tuxedos are the musicians and the waiters. Damn. And we use the same door. Wow. Everyone else here came in through the front door we come in the stage door and he was basically like we are workers among workers mm -hmm. this is our job and yes we need to be aware of the fact that our job is to transport people mm. like you know yeah. like like every conductor does mm -hmm. um but like but but it's still work a day it's still you know it's you got to show up you got to practice you got to mm. be there you have to be everywhere on time. When mm -hmm. when we got married, there was a apparently a late train to our um to our venue. And someone came up and they were just like, oh, there's a bunch of people that didn't get on that first train. They're on the second train. They're gonna be here in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I I just went to the director and I was like, curtains at eight. <laughs> yep. You cold blooded, bro. Yep. <laughs> we fucking fired up that wedding, man. I was just like, curtain is at eight. We're going. <laughs> There are all these people sort of sneaking in the back of our wedding. And I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, man, we're theater people. You got to be at your, you got to be at your shit on time. We're like not. Shows don't all start so late, but that's a, that's a separate thing. That's hilarious. In any case, yeah. like my, my, my parents got divorced when I was fairly young. And so I, you know, I sort of, my sister and I went feral and, you know, we, we were just, that's when school fell apart. And I just started, yeah. I was playing in bands. I got gigs. I, started doing my mom started picking up gigs as a recording producer so i started getting into the recording game and then um you know i really just <laughs> i walked into every situation with the confidence of an average white man and <laughs> and just said like i was just like i can do this i can do anything and mm. and so when people are like um oh hey we've got a string quartet coming in but um, we don't have a violist and we need somebody to direct. I would be like, I'll find a violist and I'll direct. Mm -hmm. And so slowly, just by sheer like 
being bad at every job I ever got, I got mm. better at mm -hmm. jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and now and now I'm 50 and I'm okay at some jobs yeah. and still really bad at a bunch of other ones. That's how that happened. Not from my experience, but hey, you know, I, I also don't play the viola, so I don't know. <laughs> I was also going to say, this is some of the best guest sound we've ever had. Like, part of the reason I was late, I couldn't find the microphone I normally use. And so, like, I was scrounging around for a microphone. And I'm, and I, I'm literally listening to this podcast thinking, I'm going to sound so shitty today compared to everybody else. So that's a long way of saying, Sean, I, I don't think, I think you might be underselling yourself a hair or two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you swung Jordana then. So, like, come you know what on, bro. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> not not only is your uh, your your role defined by the the thing you spend the most time doing. I'm paraphrasing Jordana in the worst yeah. possible way, <laughs> but you are also defined by the people you surround yourself by. Yeah, you know? which is an incredible way to segue, dude. Like that's awesome because I think that's the whole theme of what we've been talking about. It's like again who you're around and who you associate with i think it's like part of like you know our relationship you and kwaku yep. and i it's like it's like these quality beautiful relationships where we don't know where it's going you know what i mean we just know oh we dig this certain thing between each other it's like oh i like this album oh let's talk about this you guys like to direct and like the, like the combination of all of these things is kind of like the thing that we all i feel like just need to hold on to and again it's like i'm being real when you like just really help me work out something that i'm been like dealing with for the last couple months uh just watching you guys move and and describe what you do and also you know it's not like you and we hang a lot you know what i mean it's like we're peripheral friends but mm -hmm. I, you guys are somebody that i really really have always admired your work and stuff and so to be able to like have the privilege of like having you know you guys taking time and sitting down mm -hmm. and like you know, mapping out some of this shit. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna write this down and like steal it from all of yeah. you. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's been my plan the whole time. Yes. Um, so I, I just, you know, uh, just because we're running out of time, I just first of all just want to just again tell you guys how much I admire you and I've always admired you from afar and now from uh, uh, now closer and. Um, I really would love to work with you again. And I really can't wait to see what comes out next because now I'm greedy. Do you know what I mean? Because I've, I've, I've consumed a lot of Gideon media and I'm just like, what's next, guys? Like, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. What are you guys working on now? Got the flavors. Yeah. Well, we're, we are. Well, first of all, we very much want you back. Not only are you a brilliant actor, but you're so uh, joyfully egoless as you work. Like, you just like, you just want you want the thing to work and you don't really care about anything else and that's my favorite oh, cool. you're like you're like curious and interested um and just um don't want to rest until you find all the things mm -hmm. and that like that's just great news for everybody Thank so you. um so yeah uh, let's do a hundred more things the ceilings in our studio might be too low <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is tall isn't he yeah. I thought I was tall until I met him. We'll figure it's it out. Tall. We'll figure yeah. it out. You're a large yeah. fella. Um, yes, I am. Yeah. We'll 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 wheel you in on a chair or something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we uh, we are working on another thing. Um, this is a. It's it's actually based on a play that Sean wrote. It's a biblical mm. backstager. Um, it's sort of 
um, it's sort of the Jesus story without Jesus. It's the idea of like, um, oh, this is so perfect for him. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like uh, the the people who were kind of trying to manage the PR around, or like the sort of like first century like version of PR um, around awesome. that whole thing. Um, yeah. Guess who plays John the Baptist? You no 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 no. Oh, I'm I not know. Even, I know. I'm, I know. I'm not going to say it. No. 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 I'm saying it. I'm saying it. No. Don't say I'm it. Say, I'm saying don't it. Say it. Oh God. I'm saying. And the audio it. cuts out. <laughs> the one, the only, Mister Mac Rogers. Oh God. That's yeah. right. Don't give, don't give him an honorific too. Monsignor Mac Side note, we had Mac on the podcast when we first started, and then this is when we act because I'm trying to think. I don't know if Otto and I have been in the same room for like at least two to three years mm -hmm. yeah, at easily. this point. Yeah. Uh, wow. So we had him in the room, and then I went to go see the play that same night. Mm. Oh, and wow. Mac mm. was so incredibly sweet and gracious, and I even hung out with him and some of the cast it's an afterwards. Act. Yeah, was he sweaty? <laughs> Was he oh yeah, no, there's there a little sweatiness. That's yeah. cool. I mean, you know, we all have a thing. Um, but this is my way of saying whenever Otto brings people on and we talk about it afterwards, I'm like, I made new friends, and he's like, Walk yeah. they're not your friends. But I, but I'm like, we're Sean friends. I right think we're friends. Yeah. I might come over for dinner if, when well, how, I'm in town. How how old is your kid? I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. Okay, so we have um, an eleven-year-old and a fourteen, almost fifteen-year-old. So our kids can babysit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I can get advice from you. Uh, <laughs> and none of us Me know too. what we're doing none of us yeah. know what we're doing and to yeah. answer your earlier question i am in the garage but i live in san diego so i'm actually a little warm oh nice mm -hmm. okay, but i used good. to live in new york so when i'm glad I to, to know town, i'm glad you're warm i you want seemed... everybody to be warm because <laughs> i heard it got cold there this week and so you were honestly concerned like mom like hey are you cold did yeah. you have well, a space heater in there I just, I, I just, do. I project my coldness onto everybody. Like, Otto, I'm really glad you're wearing a sweater. Like, I know, you're yeah. all like bundled up. It's, it's really cold in Atlanta. Like, it's like unseasonably cold. I can't, mm -hmm. I did not bring anything other than a light jacket because I was like, I'm going down south. Isn't that where everybody's like sweaty in the swamps? No, 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 no. That's not the truth. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I cannot wait to, yeah. I, I cannot wait. To, is this well the thing you were talking about let's back up is it live or is it another podcast the the it, all podcasts right all now yeah oh i yeah. cannot wait to listen yeah. to this there you're, you're gonna netflix this stuff like you're, <laughs> you're gonna like binge it yeah Definitely. no i love that that's my favorite yeah. thing i cannot yeah. wait to listen yeah. to this yeah um uh, and you know all jokes aside i like the the thing that i love most about this podcast besides and Otto is almost like my Mac Rogers, but besides getting to <laughs> interact with him and learn from him is whenever I tell him this, whenever he brings people on, it literally feels like Christmas because mm. circling back to the earlier point that you're, that you're exactly, there we go. Circling back to the earlier uh, point that you made, it is the most exciting thing to be able to learn from the people in Otto's world and make connections to things I've done in the past, to things I'm thinking about now and into the future. And it has been amazing to get to, it feels like it's only been 15 minutes, even though I think it's been like an hour and a half mm -hmm. to get to chat with you guys. You must come back when you're ready to release your new podcast. Mm -hmm. We'd love uh, it. We'll bring Mac. Yeah. Oh God. Mac who? <laughs> I've created Jack. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, in case you were wondering, Mac Rogers. Oh, that one. Yes, that Mac. No! <laughs> but anyway, 
Amazing. You guys, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Our absolute yes, pleasure. You guys are incredible. There is a podcast right now that you can listen to called Give Me Away. Follow Gideon Media. Do all the following because you guys will enjoy it. Listen on headphones, I suggest, because their stuff is 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 not just like, it's not just like, uh, it's not just the words, but like they put space and movement and everything in it. And that's just like, they are incredible producers and they've made an incredible product that I was in and I still listen to like multiple times. So please, and then <laughs> oh, listen amazing. to everything they, they got. And when they, if they do theater again, go see the theater, trust me, go see the theater. So uh, I love you guys. Thank you love very you. much. Too, we man. love you. Yes, yes. We love you both now. Yes, yes. Thank you. Both of us. I was and gonna say, if you come out to the West Coast, I'm, I'm gonna take you some killer Mexican. There you Ooh. go. All right. There you go. You know, I'm in. Yes. And with that said, you with the glasses and the Yankees cap on, who are you? I am Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Otto, and this is Radios and Munda the Dope Shit. And, and who? yes, can I do it? Who? Yes, please. Who have we had the amazing pleasure? of spending the, I don't even know how long it is, but who the pleasure of just chatting with today and learning from uh, being validated by uh, and also being inspired by who brought that Sean joy? and Jordana Williams. Yes. Yes. We switched it. We did a, we See did a switch yeah. right? <laughs> I love it. Of Gideon Media. Yeah. Of Gideon Media. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank so you. Much. Thank you so much. So rad. Thank you. Oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> So, wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, and like I said before, you know, I, I clearly I've worked with them on uh, the Give Me Away podcast and I know them through Mac Rogers. Um, but Who? they, nobody, no, nah, I, I already said it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, getting to know them even a little bit more intimately and having them, you know, voice their thing. I know I just said that, but I, 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 I never get, sick of it and i'm glad that you and i do this podcast because even if i'm the one who knows the person or the people that i brought on it's always amazing to learn more things and go oh that's right. why i think you're so dope you know what i mean yeah i first of all we we're talking about uh drew uh and hope you know mm -hmm. from, uh, boy deluxe earlier and how lovely they are mm -hmm. those people uh, you know, uh, Sean and Jordana are also equally lovely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are just, mm -hmm. I mean, really, I mean, uh, to me, it's like a, a real measure of, of, um, she had that line. I can't say the line, but oh. I won't say, well, I won't do it justice. Yeah. But defining who you are, you define who you are based upon the things that you end up continuing to do. Yeah. You know, and I was talking about the people like I, I want to be at a dinner party with these people yeah. because I want to get their take on all of these things that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And I think this is uh, foundational to why they are so good at what they do mm -hmm. because you are, it's just me just meeting them. I'm like, all mm -hmm. right, well, can I just talk to you about you know, things in my life and things I'm reading about in the news? Yes. Because I want to hear your take on it um, because it helps me to contextualize it, which yeah. is what uh, really artists do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sitting there, you're talking to them and I'm like, 
God, I wish I knew how to act in a podcast. I want to work <laughs> with these people too. Yeah, yeah. It's actually something that I I've been so enjoying um, the medium of audio recorded sound with no visuals. You know what I mean? Just like it, mm. it's um, it is so incredibly satisfying to let your mind provide the visual visuals and then yeah. them do everything else. It's there's something really, you know, not I guess there's an ace eight. What is it? ASMR quality yeah. to it or whatever, yeah. but like it, it's really um, it, it's almost much more gripping because you you're forced to stay inside of yourself rather than like observing a television or observing a theater stage or whatever um there's, or locking there's on a camera yeah there, there's yeah. something much more intimate about it and when it's done well it's so so powerful like and again maybe it's like we always talk about scarcity. And so maybe there's a little bit of a scarcity of the senses here, right? Like one of your yes. senses isn't being yes. used. Yes. Um, oh, that's so, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, or, or a few of your senses actually aren't being used. So there's something about that, the limitations that you always key on, you know what I mean? Like, um, what is it you always say? The, the, the scarcity, the limitations you always say, I don't think you said it this time, you know, when you're taking away the resources, ugh, damn it. It's a quackoism that I I'm have. trying to help you, but I have no idea yeah, what you're saying. I, a, I, like, I, a, I, I understand the concept, but I don't know the phrasing. Yeah, it's that you're I, looking for. Yeah, I can't believe I can't remember it, but it's it's really well eloquently put when you say it. So I'm mad that you can't remember. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it, all these all these great people that we talk to um, are like that. There's a there's a there's a taste that they also have. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the, all all three of them when we when we include Mr. Rogers in there, um, that is like indelible. It's like as soon as you put it in your mouth, you're like, that's that's a Gideon yeah. Media, Mac Rogers thing. Holy crap! Yeah. And I get it. And it's like it feels like home. It feels familiar. Yet you're still being surprised, and and it makes you excited. You're like, oh, I know. This is going to be good. I know this is one of those things that I'm going to be like, oh, shit, no way that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and then I'm going to be crying, you know, so. I would compare it to like uh, if you see a Spike Lee movie mm, and mm. that has an aesthetic or mm. even a Quentin Tarantino movie and then mm -hmm. that has an aesthetic as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Gideon, I, Gideon Media, I haven't heard their stuff yet. Yeah. But Matt Rogers, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And, I think and it's powerful. I think you and your wife will enjoy listening to all of these like together and like talking about them, like, you know, what, you know, you watch a Netflix thing or you watch some yep. series that you, you keep talking about. So yeah, that's, that's some dope shit, man. Man, that was, I mean, that's the thing. I, I will, I will say this. You never disappoint me. You never bring someone in where I'm like, God, that was a waste of two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk that to them never, more? Never happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm too, just like I'm looking. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, oh, mm. oh, we might have to wrap this up soon. But yeah, yeah. But I haven't gotten everything. Yet. I know, I know. So we got to bring them in, man. And we got to bring our, the, the other thing is we got to bring more of our guests back because there's so many people doing stuff, and you know, we get everybody gets busy and we forget. I, you know, yeah. so we got to do that. I mean, you know, 
we even have to bring Mac Rogers back. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I've for done everybody, it to you a couple of times. It's an inside it's the mystery joke between guess. us. Yes, yes, yes. So um, that said, I just remembered uh, a past guest, Joshua James, who's, yes, who's been writing yes. books. Um, he is a playwright. He is a, a screenwriter. And he also is a novelist. And he's been writing these uh, uh, little, I, I would, I guess, novellas, maybe, Um uh, in the same vein as another past guest, uh, Tess Rafferty has is, is written yeah, some other things. Just came out. By with a new the book. way, she just came out with a new book. So, like, anyway, uh, Joshua. We have James, a new segment. We need to yeah, do yeah, this we'll now. Yeah, yeah, have a new segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Joshua James has got a book called Some Animals that's come out on on, on Amazon, and then there's another one called Minority of One, and then there's another one called Freedom Run. He's like passing these. He's he's just like spitting these out like you know, um, like a, a great rapper with a great bar. So I, I mm-hmm. want to plug him and Tess Rafferty, another past guest who writes brilliant books and writes brilliant stuff has got a book that I'm going to remember off of my, the top of my dome. red, the red, the, the fed, fed and the dead. Yes. Uh, another in just thoroughly i got to read the advanced copy or the oh the look at you read yeah so look i got i got you i got i got no pull on the show bro yeah i got no pull on the show bro what's going the, on the galley or whatever it is and the galley no, you get the galleys yeah or whatever that's called or she like she sent me the pdf or for whatever and and i love when people you do this too with your music you're like ah you know i'm just gonna send you something just listen to it it, it the, you know the highs aren't the da, 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 right and so she's sending me the <laughs> this thing and she's like you know I, I still gotta work on it and blah 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 and it took me a while to get to it and again, it was like, <laughs> it was a, which was probably maybe, driving her crazy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and then, no, I, I sent her a thing going, oh, my God, Tess, it's so fr- I totally got I'm so sorry. And then I read it again in like a day. It's like 400 pages, 300 pages yeah, zip yeah. by in a day. And it's just so gorgeous. Josh's stuff it's is good. the same. So, yes, the, we, we got the goods on Radio Zamunda. We just got the good. We people, do. So. I'm, I got the last one. The last yes, one. Last one. Last last one. Leo Coltrane is coming out. With Leo he's coming Coltrane out with coming mm. out with more music. Yeah, coming out with more music. He's another one we got to bring back on. Yeah, because yeah. you know he's he he's been reaching. He, you know he'll message me. You know, mm-hmm. and and he he's just remarkable on so yeah. many levels. On yeah. so many yeah. levels. My died in the wood, rap snotty hip hop friends who, if you don't have the bars exact, they'll spit at you. Yeah. I was like, yo, check out my man, Leo Coltrane. And I held my breath for a second. Right. And he exactly. got back and they were like, yo, this dude is dope. And I was like, I told you, right? right. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? But they were like, yo, he's legit. So yeah, Leo Coltrane is another one. Uh, it, the list is endless, man. So, you know, anyway. Ah, so good. So good. Good stuff. good stuff, man. All right. Um, so with that being said, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. Yeah, good to okay. see you again. All it, right. It's great to see you again. I yeah, hope yeah. you stay warm down there I in Atlanta. To. Yep, yep, you know. and stop showing off in uh, fucking San Diego, but that's all. Come out here for. and come get some tacos, bro. Yeah. Come, come get in the water, yeah, man. I hear you, man. You know? I hear you. Yes, sir. Come come out of, you know, come come in February when you're miserable. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Come in February. Will do. Will do. Get the room ready. Yes, sir. Yes, all sir. right. Peace. I want to say it's destiny, yeah. 
Or something like it had you sent to me This hustle had me endlessly But something about you set me free Ooh, your vibe is strong and true Warm like the sunshine in June Drawn to you like ties to the moon Yeah Will you be my summer Come crashing my way And let's both escape And leave all the weight of this world on my mind Trade your stress for a high Don't wanna tie you down Before the summer, say you'll stick around Question. Now in the late evening, is it still considered daydreaming? Or maybe just the same reason, but my senses catching glimpses. The beginnings of a sudden summer moon, fresh as a plum in June. And she's offering cues and leaving me clues from the floor right through the ceiling and roof. The day and evening, short shot, stealing a show with angel wings and a soft spot for healing the blues. And that magnetic pull ain't easy to lose. And worth every last step of the